0: Yes, thanks for joining us on the Jock and Journo show for another week. Jay Clark from the Herald Sun here, and as always, the five-time Best in Ferris winner, six-time All-Australian, is the captain of Collingwood, Scotty Penabry. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Um,
1: in hub life, so it's only seven o'clock here in Perth, still trying to adjust to this time difference, so getting a little bit tired about now, but let's try and string it out for a few hours. So I might go over to the games room and play some table tennis or PlayStation and backgammon
0: back in. <laughs> well... uh, We're currently recording this at 9.14 p.m. Melbourne time on Tuesday night, and my kids are still awake, all three of them down the other end of the house, so I'm sort of (laughs) picturing you at the moment as living the dream, it's fair to say. Uh Um, You're absolutely dominating over there. As we say hello, of course, to Coco at Tech Wizard, wearing that uh, that denim jacket again. How are you, buddy?
2: I've uh, got a broader range of jackets, knowing that you're going to comment on them each week. Uh, I'm surprised I fit in. I don't know what you boys had for dinner. I had uh, 16 chicken wings, and I'm uh, proud of that fact. So. And nice, I like, nice and I like the guy. way
0: that you've sort of strategically positioned that bike again in the in the background because that yeah. sort of appears as if you go riding pretty occasionally, but I don't think that's moved <laughs> since we saw it last a few weeks ago. No,
2: it's got two flat tires. It, it doesn't move. It, it's just for show.
0: Uh, now, that is absolutely all for show. Now, we need to get onto that bench, nozzle of yours first, uh, Scotty, because we as we see that on the uh, – on the video on this Zoom link or whatever it is in in uh, front of us, it looks bruised and a little more bent than normal and a little tender, mate. What happened to the beak?
1: Yeah, the Jamie Elliott knee first opening bounce on the weekend. So, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure. Every time the doc attempted to touch it, I said, "Don't worry about it" because it hurts too much. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and then having and then having to cop the COVID test as well in the <laughs> bruised and slightly bent nose doesn't help. So. I was a little bit not fearful ideal. of what she'd pull out when she went up there, and um, I'll let you know over cool. here in WA they have a red hot crack at the um, COVID, tis- <laughs> COVID testing as well. So um, I Didn't thought I? she did both nostrils at the one time. So she had um, she had a red hot go.
2: Surely there's not that many people that have had uh, COVID tests in three different states in Australia. It's something that I that I hang my hat on.
1: So, uh, <laughs> by the sounds of it too, there, there'll be um, there'll be some more hubbing. So.
0: Um, yeah, I'll probably I'll probably tick off yes. the fourth state. You'll get there. Let's get to that in a second, uh, Scotty. So, how would you rate? Could you can you can you rank the COVID testers in in each state? Can are they? The, is it the same well, in Victoria and New South Wales and Perth, or have they got different techniques? How would you sort of assess the trio?
1: Um, it's probably not news that people want to hear, but um, Perth and Victoria are pretty similar. They have a good yeah, both, both nostrils and yeah. really get into the back <laughs> of the throat and um, <laughs> check if you've got a cough. Whereas we yeah. found, I think I, I speak on behalf of the whole side, we found New South Wales to be a little bit uh, easier. So it was just the the one nostril and the and the, the touch on the tongue. So we, uh, we walked out of there yahooing and little did we know we were walking <laughs> into a massacre over here in Perth. So anyway, <laughs> go and not looking forward to
0: the next one. It's a friendlier test in New South Wales. Mate, how is hub life going? Um, I sort of picture, I'm not sure if you've seen Shawshank Redemption, but you know where they sort of tar the roof of the building, Andy and his mates, and they sort of get out of their cells and they feel the sun on the back and they've got a couple of beers and they can sort of you know get out and feel normal again. Is that the sort of the scenes as you guys get out of your hotel rooms or out of the common area? You're allowed to stretch your legs and, in, and enjoy that sort of occasion? Because I know the Geelong boys have got to get a bus to a specific 30 meter area and that's pretty much well the only spot they can go outside you guys have got go a yeah, so uh, golf course
1: yeah so we're um we're on a golf course but we're not allowed to play golf so monday to friday we can go for like walk along the golf course or whatever and just i don't know i guess scope, out, don't the holes that we'll never, <laughs> scope out the holes we'll never play i guess um
2: why is we've that got a pool, why? how does that um, make any sense
1: i don't know but a lot of, really, when you think about it all, how does any of this make sense? But true. we're just doing what we're doing. So Very true. Um, the other day, we first got here, it was 22 degrees and sunny, so a few of the boys had their tops off and laid Stuff by the you. pool and got some mm-hmm. sun. We've got a games room with PlayStations. Uh, we've got a basketball ring, tennis court. Um, so there's a bit we can do here. Um, and then, yeah, your rooms aren't too bad. So we've, um, we've set it up as best we can. We're only four or five nights in, though, so um, I'm tipping around night. Ten and eleven will might get a little bit testy.
0: <laughs> so, any shenanigans to report so far? Anyone sort of got the three votes early? Or uh, well, Jaden Stevenson holds the table tennis
1: crown. He's definitely the king of the table mm-hmm. tennis. Uh, Dark horse FIFA, Chris Maine, clearly nice. the best FIFA player by a long, Jeez. long way. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Um, what else? There's there's a golf putter. Um, steel side bottoms dominating that we've we've got a gym in the mm-hmm. hotel that's been set up you know really well on short notice so the boys are getting in plenty of extra reps in front of the mirror especially the upper bodies for guys seem to be getting a bit more of a workout <laughs> than normal so yeah all in all it's mm-hmm. been it's been all right so we're um yeah we're 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 making sure that when we do footy like we we got the bus to jundle up today and did some footy session out there when we're on we're on when we're off we're just trying to relax enjoy our company and uh yeah do, do what you normally would do and um, I'm happy to report the pool is about the uh, same temperature as an ice bar, so that hasn't been used too often it's yet open. but it open, it's open which is a positive so it should see some some traction
0: probably post game. But the, uh, how, how warm is the water? Uh, it's about like an ice it's bar temperature?
2: Isn't that how yeah, you like it anyway? Trees. You're you're a psycho. Yeah, I don't mind it. Cold
1: pool. It's not it's not really a, when you're 22 degrees and you're laying in the sun for a bit and you want to just have a dip just to refresh. It's sort of a mm. it's a numbing feeling. So you quickly you dip the toe in and you go back to the sunbed.
2: I'm already sick of his shit, Jay.
1: <laughs>
2: get in the sun. Mine, <laughs> no, Scott? Scotts, get in the sun. Playing the PlayStation. Oh, now he's just, bragging. just take your bike for a ride, cock Oh, now he's brag. I can't leave. Yeah. We're trapped.
0: Yeah, yeah it's all right <laughs> we are we are certainly uh stuck here so you've, how's the mood of the group scott are you feeling like people are a bit over it. they don't want to be there are you, because you have spent so much time apart from each other you know do, is, it, is it sort of delivered from that aspect in terms of you're able to connect and bonding or is that just you know wanky bullshit basically so how's the no. how is the enjoyment factor
1: yeah i think the the first week in sydney was really tough um just with so much new information and, Um, You know, I've said to a couple of guys, I probably found that game against Hawthorne probably almost one of the hardest games of my career with just all that was happening, um, you know, your family situation at home. Can can you get them over to Mm. Perth? Could they get to Sydney? Like you had so much going on that almost the game was uh, the release. You didn't have to worry about all that sort of stuff. So um, and then obviously having a really good win um, Friday night against the Hawks sort of the, the mood picked up a little bit. Um, getting on the flight, obviously the flight was a bit more enjoyable because we had a good win. And yeah, we've, we've adapted, I reckon, pretty well over here. We've set up some games rooms. Guys are just doing their thing. And as I said before, we've just got a really big emphasis on when when we're off, you know, be off. Don't, don't feel like you have to be yep. walking around impressing people or doing things because it's not normal to, you know, walk past your senior coach in the hallway or your football manager in the hallway at <laughs> 6.30 at night and whatever it is. So we're just, yeah, I think everyone's, Doing good, everyone's giving each other their own space, and
0: um, yeah, we're, we're going all right. I can imagine, I can picture while she's sort of strolling up and down the corridors <laughs> at night or like walking yeah. around the rooms, just walking the perimeter with a big torchlight or something, or yeah. a big spotlight, like school camp, sort of the principal walking in yeah. yes. school camp,
1: absolutely. Monitoring. He, oh, you get back in your room, so, that no, or no, he, but,
2: he's got the robe on, the big bathrobe, yeah, yeah,
1: just but no, we're, we're, we're going all right, um, yeah, and, and to be honest, we're. I don't think the guys have processed that. You know, Thursday night we're going to have thirty thousand people there, which is um, something that mm. really hasn't been spoken about. The benefits of of getting over to WA is you get to play in front of this crowd and um, you know some crowds for three weeks. So that's that's a that's a cool um, you know upside of being here. And um, yeah, and then you know the guys with all the families and that just keeping in contact, supporting each other, and know that you know guys do miss home and uh, miss families,
0: but hopefully soon enough we'll be reconnected with those. And you got a big inclusion this week, Scotty, with Geordie Goey coming back in the team. It's been a big couple of weeks big boy, for him. How's he going? Yeah, good. I think, well, the boys over here had to do sort of five days hard sort
1: of isolation. So, you know, not allowed to leave their room. They got police checked um, a couple of times while they were in their room just to make sure they weren't leaving. So I think five days for them, they were more excited than us to get to see our faces. So those boys have <laughs> um, been pretty sprightly and... Um, you know, I said, we trained today. We had a pretty good training session and, you know, Geordie would be yep. um, as keen as anyone to get out there on Thursday night and, you know, leave a little bit of the stuff behind him and just focus on football because he loves playing and to get that taken away from him last week by, um, mm. you know, some things that were out of his control was, was disappointing. And Yeah, he's he's in a good headspace. He, he's a social bloke, so he likes – he responds better being around people than I'd imagine the five days of him sitting in his room would have been pretty tricky.
2: Surely he's an absolute pest in hub life. He's got to be up mm. there. It, surely he's annoying.
1: Uh, well, he he beat me two one today on table tennis, and he was wow. <laughs> <you know, laughs> if I hit if I hit a winner, it was. Um, something he did wrong, and if he did a good shot, he was just amazing. So it's, um, <laughs> the game was pretty much determined by how he performed. He thought, but he's he's pretty good at table tennis.
0: I rate myself. You smash me, and if he beats you, that makes him very good at table tennis. So oh, I didn't know he had that. Give, me, the, that I'd be give me three days.
1: Give me three days. I need to get the racket in my hand a little bit. Probably post. Okay. Got a ten day break after Geelong,
0: so I'll get the racket in my hand a little bit. Yeah. get my spin working. Uh, <laughs> yep. see how I go. A hey, yeah, nice win from your boys uh, at the weekend, a commanding one. You play an absolute humdinger this weekend against Shalong over there in uh, and Perth. And I reckon the winner of this, I mean GWS, I see them as premiership favourite. I can't believe it. I want to spew. They're a false favourite. Their their form, their how how they can be premiership favourite off the back of their past fortnight when they can't get the ball forward. Yes, they're efficient forward, but I, I really, I'm 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 still staggered by that. I think the winner of this game on Thursday night. Geelong Collingwood uh, should be the Premiership favorite and I'm wary of West Coast too I think they're come they they're snapped back into form they're going to get some games at home they're going to come with a bullet as well and you can't discount Port Adelaide they' uh, they've been uh, very strong as well but I'm interested in how you th- what you think I think tempo in footy is a really big is really interesting at the moment Scott what what sort of tempo do you think this game will be played at because you guys took it on went more in the middle. At the weekend, clearly, and Isaac Quaynel he was outstanding. He added a real gear, I thought. Yeah, on that on that half back line. And I'm just wondering, do you think Geelong will try and take it on with you guys as well, or do you think they'll try and possess the ball? Will you guys do the same? Tell me about the what what speed is this game going to be played at?
1: Yeah, I guess I guess we got to factor in conditions as well. I think we're forecast to get ten or twenty mils of rain over here, so. um yeah, I think if it's it's going to slow dry, it down. <laughs> yeah, well, if it's dry, if it's dry football, um, <laughs> I think you'll see probably a mirror image of what happened in the prelim final last. Was it prelim? No, the first final, qualifying final, where, um, yep. you know, we're, we're going to look to to use the ground and and move the footy, and um, you know, both both sides like to keep control of the ball, but it's just at the speed at which both sides do that, so. They like to, you know, stick together marked chains where, you know, five, six, seven, eight sort of uncontested little lead ups and work the ball uh-huh. up. And when they're ready to launch, they've got all their forwards reset in front of the ball. And they, you know, they're a very good ground ball side between the arcs and, and inside their forward fifty. So um, yeah, I think the the battle is with Geelong is once they've got the ball is is getting it back as quick as you can because you don't want their Mm. forwards to reset you don't want their defenders to get set so you know usually when they kick the ball along, they're very set up well behind the football and it's hard to score on them so uh yeah we have got to try and you know it starts around the ball like, like everyone always says starts around the footy we've got to try and you know win our clearances or a fair share and ones that they win make you know nice and dirty and try and get the ball back as quick as we can so um yeah i think if it's a nice dry night i think you'll see a really good game of football and if it's wet you're probably just going to see a battle of wills and territory and surge and You know, it might be the best looking spectacle, but we'll just
0: try and, you know, lock the ball in our forward half and give our guys a chance. Yeah, terrific around the footy against um, Hawthorne. Absolutely annihilated him in there, I I thought, and it meant that. Nathan Buckley, old mate, got a win over Clarko, yeah. second in a, in a long time. Now, just take us into the rooms after this because he would have been on the back of his mind, I'm sure. Was he just was there a bit of relief there? Did you up sort of bed, say, yeah, nice to get one over Clarko, Bucks? You sort of you wind him up at any point? Can you have some fun with that sort of stuff?
1: Well, oh, I think I've I've probably got the worst record of anyone in the team because it probably went oh. back before Bucks even started. So I was probably the one that was looking forward to to knocking them off the most, but. <laughs> um, I think you guys, would have, you would have seen the vision of, of Will Kelly after the game. So the first thing we actually saw when we walked into the room was Will, you know, arm yep. in, in a strap and he's since had surgery in Melbourne. So we were all pretty much thought straight, straight went to him and uh, mm-hmm. just wishing him well because he played such an impressive first game along with R2. Uh Both those yeah. boys were exceptional. So, yeah, it was, it was yep. great to get a win. As I said, they were a bit of a bogey side for me and they have been for the club. Mm. So, uh, it was great to get a win. Uh, we played some really exciting football, and it was nice to sing that song again after a couple of um, you know difficult weeks. And obviously, to, uh, you know, there's been a bit of press around us with Steele and Jordy and, and things like that. Obviously, losing Howie as well. So it was great to respond and, and show, you know, show people out there that we're we're still a legitimate football side and we and we can
2: play. And Jaden uploaded a video of you doing up uh, Will's shoes. What what led to that? Just a nice guy.
1: Yeah, I well, was sitting next to Will, and I seen him with the. Um, strap on and I sort of asked him if he needed a hand with anything and i was thinking he might have said you know can you grab my bag or he might have politely declined but he actually just goes oh I'd love you to do my shoes up if you could so um very mm. yeah. kind the way I went did the shoes up and um Yeah, Steve, I thought it'd be a good opportunity to take (laughs) a little film. And uh, yeah, I think Will was
0: wrapped. It's interesting the discussion around the Hawks at the moment. You know, their their age, their their list build, you know, only two picks, only two first round picks over the past uh, 10 years. One of them's gone, Ryan Burton leaves them uh, with Will Day. It's going to be fascinating to see how it unfolds for them um, for the rest of the season. And in particular, whether they. Look to more youth because they've got they've fielded I think the second old the equal oldest side earlier earlier in the season I think round two or, they or round Richmond. three when they beat when they beat Richmond etc. Now that a lot of their guys are really hitting twenty eight twenty nine thirty. So what you I know you take do take an interest in this. What what way do you see them going? Do you see them continuing to top up or? And I don't know it's all from a distance. I mean I personally think that it's time they probably. You know, look to you know try and exercise some opportunities in, dra- in the draft and get some younger players in the system. How do you sort of see that?
1: Yeah, I think I think um, first off, I think you need to give them a bit more time. I think they they played actually this really year. good brand of football. Yeah, more times to see where they go. As as Clarkson said after mm-hmm. the game, they've had a pretty a pretty tough first six rounds. I think they played the top six from last year. They're three and three. So the, I think mm-hmm. you've got to factor in that. You've got to factor in they played us off a five day break as well and travel. Um, and all the stuff that happened last week, they they actually played a pretty good game against the Giants. The Giants had 26 inside 50s. So they were just incredibly efficient when they went in there. So mm. I think yeah, I think there's a little bit of chemistry. Give them time, um, and yeah, no no doubt they they want every side wants to bring in youth. But I don't think the get rid of all your senior players. I know you're not saying that, but get rid of your senior players and go down the rebuild path. It's not proven. I don't, mm. There's no side out there that's done it. That's proven that it's worth. Doing I think a lot of sides have attempted it and still re- rebuilding at the moment. So I don't think it's as, as yep. attractive as, as people make out. Mm-hmm. So I just think they need a bit of time. Um, they'll sort out what they're doing. By all reports from their players, Clarkson is as enthusiastic as he's ever been about trying to turn this around. And um, if he's the yep. competitor, people say he is. I think this will only add fuel to the fire that people say that he's not the man to do
0: the job. Yeah, and I don't think it's a full-scale rebuild, but I do think that it has reached a point where um, it does get to a tipping point. We need to start taking those those younger guys again to try and lower that age and get, you know, really the next that next premiership squad together. But I guess uh, I guess time will tell. They do have a lot of blokes over the age of thirty. Now we like to give our three votes uh, every week, Scotty. Have you got a three weeks uh, a three votes for us? You two? I'll
1: go first. My
0: my three votes. Um, is is Brody Mychek?
1: He's a he's a bit of an unsung mm-hmm. hero, but I think his performance on Friday night has elevated him a little bit to um, a bit more of a hero status for for the Magpie faithful. You know, he had the the blood over the Guernsey, the big cut under the chin, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. kicking snags from anywhere, and um, I just I think if you sat there and watched for you, would just love to see a guy who just goes out there and just plays. He just looks like he has the best time, he plays, he doesn't worry about too much and and just enjoys it. And he's got a little bit of uh a little bit of shit in him as well. So he enjoys the banter, enjoys the, the rough and tumble. So the checkers, the big fella gets my three votes. You boys?
2: Uh, I, I'm okay. gonna jump in before Jay-Z because I'm gonna say Isaac Rankin, who was just so exciting and watching that game just made you smile. Because just all of his goals, he's just doing things that an absolute veteran would struggle to do, but he's doing it in his first game. It was amazing to watch. His it. three
1: goals that he kicked were hmm. that would be the top three goals of my career if I had to kick them. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: yeah. that's <They're laughs> how so good. They were
1: unbelievable. What so was your favorite? Was, the step he did on James Hart's so where James Hart looked like he was like stuck in cement. It,
2: it, it, he and he just all
1: of a sudden he was in space goal. That was unbelievable.
2: The um he said that his favorite, uh, just heard him on 360 not long ago. Uh he. Rated the one at the stoppage the best, Um, just through everything. On the fly. Yeah. Uh, Probably be the hardest. Yeah, so it was, you know, Raoul out and everyone thought that was going to be a massive loss and then they just uh, get uh, ranking in and he's just an excitement machine. So
0: Yeah, Isaac Quainall for me, Uh, I was so impressed by his game. He's obviously a highly rated junior. I cannot see him losing his spot in your side, Scott, for the rest of the season. And i will be very surprised if he maintains that form line. And young bloke, I guess it goes up and down a little bit. But if he keeps doing that, there's no way in the world you could drop him because he's an absolute weapon. He's got a penetrating kick. Like oh, he breaks a line. I think there were a couple of times where the it shifted. It sort of shifted. Um the plays because it it's went over guys, you know it sort of it sort of broke the line a bit, so with that run and that penet- that penetrating kick, we know he's an absolute specimen um it was it was oh, I was just so taken by him, so I think he's going to be an absolute two hundred game star, and it made me think about all of your young guys as a as a as a whole crew, like <clears throat> as much as you guys are absolutely ripe for a flag now, I think when you look at the brown boys. One day cost now, potentially another one coming through. Geordie was spoken out, Stevenson, um, Darcy Moore, who's 24 as well. We saw a little bit of R2 the other night. Some of you must look at that young core and, and, you know, in comparison to Hawthorne, you know, I don't see that next wave coming through as much. You've got a really established band of top talent, I think, and it's stark when you you compare that to Hawthorne.
1: That's why I asked for a four-year extension. You did, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I said I, I see the same thing that that you just mentioned. You know, throwing Brad <laughs> yeah. Maynard, Will Hoskin, Elliott, oh, um, Steveo, Will Will Kelly, yeah. John Noble. Yeah, um, there's yeah. the list goes. Darcy Cameron. The list goes on of young talents. So yeah. I feel like this group is exceptional, not just for now, but they've set themselves up really well in the future. So you know, Josh Dakos, yeah. Tommy Wilson. There's the list goes on. So um, yeah, and I think that could be the perks of. Of this season, you know, if the games get, um, you know, we're going to spin games around in five or six days' time and consistently doing that. We've got a depth yep. and, and breadth of a list here that can, that can really,
0: mm. you know, one in, one out type stuff, which is exciting.
2: Now you've just got to hold up.
0: I'm clinging, mate. I'm clinging. <laughs> I hate you going. You're no dramas with your former wouldn't have thought. Hey, um, when do you think you'll see your family again, Scotty? Uh, after this Perth Hub? Well, um, the AFL is certain. Uh, to want you guys to play more games, most likely in the Gold Coast. And we know they're exploring that opportunity, getting all the family up there if, if it can all manage. It's a real watch this space, isn't it? Because, um, yeah, I think you guys over there after, after three weeks, there's going to be an appetite from the fathers uh, to see their family. And, and if they're not in that next hub, um, oh, I think it's going to be a really challenging conversation. Are you allowing yourself to think ahead on That sort of a topic because I'm sure you're missing. How old's Darcy? Six months, four, four months? Uh, she's eight months in seven days. Sorry, sorry.
1: And she started so, saying dada the other day for the first time.
0: Oh, oh that's mm-hmm. nice, mate. That's hard to miss. That's first, the sort of stuff, isn't first, it?
1: First words were dada. So Jacks was mama, but D- uh, Darcy was dada. So oh,
2: you got one.
1: Um, yeah, missed those, Go but back. I've heard them since on FaceTime.
0: Yeah, that's. That's shattering that you're missing that stuff. <laughs> you got a few fathers yeah, up what, there. Who is it? Dunny, Will Hoskin-Elliot, Travis Varko, um, Jerk and Dunn, um, yourself. I think I'm missing Jackie Crisp. There's another one. Yeah. So there's a big crew of dads. So how, how are you guys going with all this?
1: Yeah. So Chris May and Adam Treloar. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it's challenging. Like, you know, I miss my family a lot at the moment, but, um, you know, we're sort of committed and we spoke about this initial three-week hub of, of getting through that. And then, um, yeah, obviously the talk around are we extending or, or what are we doing? So um, you know, there's been a little bit of talk around potentially a halfway hub for families, but I'm not going to ask my family to go into strict lockdown for 14 days in a hotel room with you know Alex and two kids. That's just not it's not going to happen. So um, you know, one thing that I that I can see working from my point of view would be if there was some sort of buy where you know all the teams could go back to their home state. You pick up yep. your family and you go to the next hub again in technically another 14-day quarantine period, but you're with you're back together and you've got, you know, the space that we've got here could comfortably accommodate families. And, and it's not just the players, you know. The, we've got staff here who's, um, you know, one of our physios, he's, his wife is a school teacher and they've got a, a um, school student. So she's got to teach and homeschool. You know, it's extremely challenging mm-hmm. without your partner there. So there's some big challenges, but, I you know, I've said before that, you know, family comes first. So... Um, you know, I'm, I have wrapped my head around the potential of, you know, having to leave the hub and, and head home and the boys continue on without me. That's something that I've thought about and, um, you know, I don't want it to get to that stage, but it has to do, if it has to mm-hmm. come to that and, and I have to go home for a couple of weeks, I'll, I'll go home.
0: It's a, it's a pretty hard thing, isn't it? Because you're obviously a senior player, you're, you're the captain of the footy club and how you, how you marry that up. And think that through, versus wanting to see your eight month daughter who's just starting to say the words "dad." Like, I just don't envy. you. Um, I don't envy on on that uh, on that front because it, it yeah it would be extremely challenging. And there's a whole group of you going through those sorts of emotions. So you you see teams that have their family and stuff with them,
1: and you know I heard a few mm-hmm. of the Melbourne guys speak about how the families that are with them actually providing them really good balance because there's little kids running around and uh, things yeah. like that. So. Yeah, look, look. I th- I think that, you know, after this Perth hub, if there's a week reset back in your home state and then you all pick up and, you know, we might move to Adelaide or Queensland or whatever, but you do it with your support networks around you and uh, we pop out yeah. some games and then hopefully, we, you know, we can reassess after that because, yeah, as I said, you know, I wanted my family to come to Perth. It couldn't happen. Um, I wanted my family to come to Sydney. It was made, you know, near impossible for that to happen as well. So. There's been some challenges along the way and um,
0: hopefully, yeah, as I said, by the end of Perth that I'll be with them one way or another it's interesting we're talking to um, Ryan Hoffman from the Melbourne Storm there up north uh, there is it's uh, New South Wales or Queensland I forget now but he said like Craig Bellamy's getting around like he's the Pied Piper they've got all their family out there they got all there's like 30 kids running around like this caravan park typey setup. and he said like everyone is having an amazing time because everyone's family's is around and it's it's all cool so you know you compare that with your Shawshank Shawshank redemption setup over there in Perth and it's uh it's no doubt a completely different uh atmosphere sorry cocker
2: uh, have, have you guys discussed it as a team that there might be, I guess, almost a mass exodus if if a lot of guys decide to all come at home uh, at once? Have you guys brought that up as a team?
1: No, we've we've discussed it as a club about the club will support what's best for the individual, and um, that's what, yeah, I think that's the the great unknown is where that's all going to land. So at the moment, that's why I think I said you know playing Hawthorne was probably one of the most stressful games of my career is your mind was yeah. elsewhere because you're thinking of your family and what's best for them. You're trying to think of the football club and what's best for them. And then you're also trying to think of what's best for you. And, and, um, you know, then you've got the worry of, you know, am I so stressed here that I might hurt myself when I'm playing tonight because I haven't really concentrated all week. You know, I've been on my phone or listening to news or whatever it is. So um, yeah, it's been stressful, but I think we're handling it pretty well. And um, as I said, I think a lot of the issues are solved if we get family with us. As I said you know, last week on the show that, I would, I would finish the season interstate if I had to, if I had my family with me. That's no issue because I, I want to play football but I want to be with my
0: family at the same time. I can certainly understand that perspective, uh, mate, that's for sure. Three young kids, I don't know, I don't know how you do it sometimes. Um, you, uh, holding the ball, Just we're probably going to wrap up soon, but the, new, the holding the ball situation, it does look like, Scott, that people are holding back, waiting for the ball to be possessed and then jumping on that person in an attempt to win the free kick that... Umpires are clearly a little bit hotter at the moment. Is is that right? I mean, is it? That's the way it looks. But is that is the perception reality? Are you guys sweating on someone else to pick it up to then jump on them, or are you grabbing, you know, possessing the ball as per normal?
1: No, you're still attacking the footy. I think players are. If look, if you gave me the opportunity to win the footy because you're waiting to tackle me, then I'll, I'll back that I'm quick enough to get the handle off to where I want yep. it to go. So there's been no yep. instruction of that for us.
0: When you watch footy, have you seen that as well, though?
1: I think it's just getting paid quicker. So when you dive on the ball, you're not really getting opportunity anymore to knock it out. It's one second if it's pinned to your bang, it's gone. Because then that just stops everyone like third in, fourth in, trying to get it out. So, yeah, as I said, always whenever there's a change, there's a big adjustment and then it probably comes back to find that happy medium. I'm, I'm happy with how it's being being adjudicated. Mm-hmm. Cock out
0: question time, mate. <laughs>
2: uh, we got a great response this week. So thanks, everyone, for your questions. Uh, we got one from Abby. Did you have to share your room with any of the boys? I can't see anyone in the background, and do any of the boys have to share?
1: No. Got to, um, everyone's got their solo rooms. I've got um, There's a little bit of noise above me last night about quarter past nine. I was going to oh. poke my head out the window and tell them to shut up, but I thought I'd let them go for one night. <laughs> but if that continues tonight, I've got, a few, I've got a few of the young bucks above me. So, um, yeah, if that happens tonight, I'll be telling them Some uh, shit head off to head off to another person's room. <laughs>
0: And are you uh, saying it's sort of shoebox setup, or are we talking luxury, luxury sort of room in there? Surely here? it what
2: I reckon Scott's in um, penthouse surely.
0: Yeah,
2: no, yeah, it's it's
1: yeah, it's okay. It's nice, probably in between what you just described as luxury or shoebox. It's in
0: the, in the middle. <laughs> I, reckon <you> it <laughs> it, nice nice. I reckon you got it. It's a nice. I reckon you got one. It's nice enough. Nice enough. I go on for you. Which teammate scares you the um, most to room with? Who would you least rather room with? <laughs> Brayden Maynard. Oh yeah, and and dream. Who's the dream um is there roommate? I reckon Reedy. Reedy.
1: No, Reedy would be up there with one of the worst. <laughs> oh, would um, <laughs> he? Yes, Reedy. Mate, Maney, If me and Many could room together, if you had to pick a roommate, I'd pick Mani, and I'm okay. confident he would pick me. Just would, be a little it would be easy. He would bro- be clean. Yeah, just, just all the things you want in a. In a partner, clean room, <laughs> look after your side, I'll look after my side, nice okay. hotel etiquette.
2: I, I've got one more and this one was interesting yep. to me from uh, Dino. Uh, he wants to know, do teams create a wet outfield or a wet training track with sprinklers to emulate wet conditions to train in those scenarios? Mm-hmm. I thought that was good.
1: No, we don't. But one time, I've our fitness boss, and it's not our current fitness boss, but... We played round one in Brisbane and we trained in the altitude room at the club and we had buckets of water being poured on our footballs to make
0: them slippery. Mm.
1: And it had no carryover effect at all.
0: Didn't all right. it? Do, you, do you agree that Sharon's uh, easy to kick after they've been kicked in?
2: Absolutely.
0: Yes. The that's, that there is, that softer. is a true theory. That's a,
1: okay. a, you get some balls that we play with that literally they get them out I think they're supposed, to be, they're supposed to be split evenly between the teams to be kicked in pre-game, but some clubs don't mm. do that. They just use their footies. You get right. some balls at the start that are like misshaped, odd size, really, really pointy, can only go 40 metres. Um, yeah. they're, they're, they're better off giving you the footballs 24 hours out from the game and then bringing them back for game day. So it gives you mm. a day and a half to kick them in. Because, yeah, you do. You get mm. some balls that are perfect, and then you get some balls that are borderline flat that you can just they're
0: like little spears. You never want to admit it when you're kicking your foot in and it actually hurts your foot. You've got to be cool around your <laughs> mates and say, no, that was fine. But really, oh, you're all like, geez, that down. hurt. Like, yeah, you got, got to bruise <laughs> yeah, it. Like...
2: Yeah, they were saying Sharon recommends that the footballs are kicked in. That's their official
0: advice. <laughs> mm. Should be mandatory. Absolutely soften the leather a little bit now just before we wind this up Scotty if you do get a little cuddly snuggly moment with your man Chris Main can you just can you, he still hates me from about a s from an article I didn't write about six years ago it was Johnny Ralph who wrote the story every time he That's sees me it. he still grieves me up and that you just need to tell him say Maney, it wasn't Clarky he loves you he's always been a big fan of you it wasn't him, so he's oh, still, he's still a little I'll bit... I'll pass creepy. it on and I'll, um, I'll throw Ralphie under the yeah, bus. We- <laughs> good. I didn't, I didn't write it and I really... I just want to have this chat with Manny at some point. sounds a, yeah. a bit <laughs> hey, oh, every, I Because I would see him and I like, I'd give him the big smile and I just wait for the greasy back and I get it every hey, time. the nicest
2: guy on the planet. Imagine having Manny
0: good not luck. like it. It wasn't me, Chris. It wasn't me. Anyway, Scotty, <laughs> good luck. um Against the cats on Thursday night, mate. Hopefully you cop some nice soft balls, as opposed to the real hard, pointy ones. And that schnoz of yours, yeah, fix that. Um, Jeez. he's on he, he's on the men's soon. So that, that thanks, mate. Good, mate. It's sort of bent. It's yeah, always man. bent at the best of times. It now about it's rough. particularly. It's
2: a bit sore. It's <laughs> all right.
0: <laughs> Coco, great to talk to you as always, mate. Try and get on that bike and take it for a ride before we uh, speak to you next <laughs> you might week. Go can for you a big one. Alright, hey, thanks so much for putting out with us this week once again on the Jock and Juno show. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.